forever let the color of your skin where you come from the environment you grew up in uh-huh. stop you from chasing your dreams baby let's get it my hand to please don't segregate you dress in a suit i can't relate my order report can't ignore being rich or poor and your credit score my hand to please don't segregate you dress in a suit i can't relate my order report can't ignore being rich or poor and your credit score see hold on I sound sad right now. It's it's too early, bro. It's early. For you. <laughs> I'm having my coffee. Yeah. Um, but it, it's early. But I'm super excited and yeah, man, can't wait to dive into what we got going on today. We'll obviously get into more detail. But it's early. Um, it's what not. It was 9 a.m. So it's uh, it, and it's not even early if you think about it. It's really not. We should, for, probably, for our podcast, it's early. Right, right, we right. Because normally this early. we do it in the evening. Yeah. But how was your week, man? Good, man. We uh. We had our glamour shots taken for our website. Oh, that's right, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Our engagement photos. Uh, They were uh, (laughs) Billy's um, senior photos (laughs) down in the Haymarket. <laughs> no, but yeah, but yeah, so you know, we we've got the website built out. We just needed some like good pictures for yeah, it. Yeah. And so I'm excited um, for that. So yeah. Uh that Do you care sharing that concept? Uh, I'm still hooked on the concept that you did with the books that we did. Like yeah, or, or do you want to give um, that out yet? No, that's fine. So there was there was one picture uh that I so I had our friend Twee that uh, she's a photographer and we hired her to take the photos for us. And um, there was only I kind of just wanted to leave it to her, to her artistic view of mm-hmm. what we're trying to do. And but there was one photo that I did want to get a shot of. And it was basically I want I kind of imagine it as being like the banner to the website. Mm-hmm. And it's of um, each of us holding a book and the, the frame will basically just have like the cover and the title of the book. And then our eyes kind of like reading it or reading each other's book. But the whole concept of the books was you know my book was brandon turner's book on flipping houses and then uh you love a lot of the mindset stuff mm-hmm. and so and i know you're one of your favorite books is thinking grow rich yeah for sure so, yeah. so i brought you one as a gift because yeah, you don't yeah, have a no, physical copy you, man <laughs> and, and i told you i never even owned a hard copy i listen to that book every right. year and it's just audible so maybe but, you know maybe this year you can try, or next time you try to reading it and see if you get more out of it for sure no i'm excited I'm, I'm excited to do some highlighting in there too because yeah, sure. i told you even just listening to it every year i get something out of it then yeah. i'm like whoa how you know or it clarifies stuff so no yeah but the uh yeah the whole concept awesome. of, of that photo for me was just showing like my interests are mostly in the flipping side mm-hmm. and the actual numbers and stuff yeah and all that uh that side of stuff and then yours no, is yeah, all you on told the me, bro, I, was, I was like man that's that's actually pretty and so it was kind of cool because like it. it's going to show both of our sides yeah, and how yeah. we're like trying to read each other's and yeah. so we're learning from each other i was going to say yeah and it puts us in that where obviously you have your like we both have our own uh branding and stuff right. so yeah, yeah. so I, it, was, I, it was a lot of fun though i mean Stuck around, had a beer afterwards, yep. and just, just us doing what we <laughs> it did. It was fun, and actually, uh, I did a quick behind the scenes, so I can't wait to share that because it, it it's actually very it, it's great because it's uh, I thought it came out serious, but then there's the us side, you know, just yeah. being us and the funny side. Um, so it sh- I think it shares both, and it explains a little more on the whole podcast. So yeah, I, I can't wait to share that one. We might just release that here soon. Yeah, but. Sure. Maybe after, I don't know, we'll release it after this Figure podcast or something. We'll <laughs> but yeah, uh, you got book of the week. Yeah, it actually leads me into book of the week. Um, so this week, uh, I am choosing The E-Myth Revisited mm-hmm. by Mac. I don't know if it's Michael Gerber or Gerber, because I've heard both. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I want to say it's Gerber, but um, that's kind of just like one of the staple books for anyone getting into entrepreneurship. Mm-hmm. And essentially, if you haven't read it, what it is, is uh, he goes over the different levels and phases and kind of issues that uh, business owners run into, especially in the in the beginning of their journey. And, uh, you know, it starts out with explaining how businesses have technicians, managers, 
and uh, the entrepreneur. So the entrepreneur is the is the visionary, the the the, the forward thinking person. And the manager is the person that, you know, makes sure that things are getting done and you know, manager, what a manager mm-hmm. does. And then the technician is the person that does the actual technical work of that, of the whatever that, that business is and how, you know, first time business owners or when you start out, you're doing all those things. Um, but it's not efficient or practical and it makes no sense to stay in the technician side, at least mm-hmm. usually. Um, and that's what a lot of business owners do. And that's inevitably what leads them to their downfall and why so many small businesses fail. Mm-hmm. Um, I've said this time and time again, and I've seen it over and over at different jobs that I've worked at where you've got someone that's a really great technician um, and then they get promoted to manager, you know, and it's just like, then they just bomb and they fail horribly yeah, because that's not being, yeah, being a technician or being good at a technical job doesn't mean that you're going to be good at managing people that do that job or even managing that job itself. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times, you know, you have someone, let's say, for example, a plumber that has been working for a company for 15 years and they're great at that actual work. And they're like, okay, well, I love doing this work and I'm good at it. I'm going to start my own plumbing company. So, you know, by then, you know, they're, they're probably master plumbers. They can do what they have all the licenses they need and they get into, um, uh, business, small business ownership. But now as the owner, you're, you're the plumber and you have to worry about invoices yep. and you have to worry about taxes and you have to worry about marketing and you have to worry about hiring and firing. That's a lot to do. Yeah. And yes, you can do it, but there's no way you're ever going to scale or grow. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in the book, Michael also talks about, um, creating your business on a platform that mimics like a, um, a franchise. So if you're able to make your business run like a franchise, then you're able to work on your business, not in your business. Mm -hmm. So basically you're not having to do all the day-to-day little things. Um, You can hire people to do the right people in the right spots, Mm -hmm. can manage all that without you. And then it also kind of like a secondary benefit to that is that your your business running as a franchise is also now more um, enticing to anyone who would want to buy the business. So if you have any desire to sell your business, if you run it like a franchise, all these systems mm-hmm. and are in place where you can just sell those systems. Yeah. Now. You don't, you're not Comes as vital. Yeah. You're not as vital to the operations. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's a really great book. Um, and you, you touched on it. I think it was actually, yeah, the, the one that we just released this past week, uh, with Evan where you said so you started off and 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 I love that you said it this way with good habits right off the right, bat right. and and it's true cuz i mean i've been there we all and and i i'm also wondering uh i also with you know with my mindset it's it, is it because of where we come from that we do that you know what i mean where you in your mind it's like the more we can save no. and and the you know cuz that's I, how I we think- grew up I think ultimately it's ego when I really break okay. it down. I think, and I don't even think it's a cultural thing or, mm-hmm. or I just think it's ego. I think when you start out with this business, again, you think you're so good at that technical job that you're mm-hmm. going to be good at running it. And it's also like, well, I started this. I got to do all the work now, mm-hmm. you know, and, and it really is. Well, and, and, but I, I feel like it's like money. You know what yeah, I mean? A lot of it is like money. A lot of beginning. it is money. Like, oh, well, I can save this much right. doing the plumbing. I can save this much doing my accounting. Uh, so it, it, it's, it's also that, um, that balance too, where, you know, I'm a definitely a big believer that you got to start somewhere and it's like if that's what you have to do you have to do but that's why i love what you said last week because it's like you started with good habits right off the bat and it's like if you do i say a lot of good stuff man you should really listen to me (laughs) listen to your start your own podcast bro. (laughs) (laughs) but uh no yeah great uh are we ready for our 
<laughs> you're looking to interrupt. <laughs> I was waiting. I'm like, all right. Well, we got Zach. All Zach right. Harston. <laughs> no, I'm actually going to introduce him this time. We got Zach Harston. Uh, he's a local entrepreneur, investor, doing humongous things and really great things for the community, mm-hmm. too. So I'm really excited about this one. So let's yeah, go ahead yeah. and bring him in now. <laughs> How you doing, man? I am well. Thanks for having <laughs> Did me. Did I just scare you with my no. <laughs> with my horn? No, uh, no. Uh, my wife and I watch Superstore at least the first few seasons, <laughs> yes. so that's all I think of every time I hear you do that. <laughs> I had an argument with a buddy, uh, or actually not just a buddy, but a few people, where it's like, no, it's with an with an M, and I'm like, mine's with a P. I, I throw a P in there, what and I had about? the the horn sound. Uh, <laughs> I like we. I was literally awesome. arguing like, no, it's with a P, and they're like, no, it's mama mama or no, or B. Like I've heard B. It's like you can't tell me what I'm doing. <laughs> How you doing, Zach? I'm doing well, thanks. Good, good. Uh, we're we're excited. Uh, so we are at, in location. If you could run down a little bit of where we're at, that way the people Not know. Too much though. We want to. Get yeah, yeah, for too. sure. Yep. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. We're in Southwest Lincoln right now, 8400 Cody Drive. Uh, we are sitting in what will be our new space for next fall uh, for Acton Academy here in Lincoln. Uh, and then across uh, the the way over there is uh, where we were last year, as well as all the indoor space uh, with the gym and everything that, that we showed you guys before we, we came on. Can't wait to dig into all that. Um, but let, let's take it back. I always like to hear your story. Uh, where are you from? Yeah. Origin story, right? Uh, <laughs> yep. <laughs> so uh, originally from Blair, Nebraska. So just north of Omaha, uh, my dad was a teacher and coach there at the high school and uh, came down here to go to school and just never left. Um, so uh, my senior year, kind of, you know, moving into the entrepreneur uh, journey, my senior year of college, I actually bought into a personal training and boot camp studio uh, here in Lincoln um, and managed that through my senior year. Uh, and then ended up started dating my, which I don't, uh, necessarily always suggest, but started dating my business partner. Um, and then we, then we, uh, got married within, within the year of me graduating. So it all, it all happened pretty quick, but, wow. um, uh, yeah. And so that was kind of the start of real, um, jumping off. Uh, if you will, into the deep end of entrepreneurship, mm-hmm. which led to um, getting into running events as a way of marketing our gym, which led to a whole nother business with um, with running events and, and event management, which led to a merger uh, with one of the largest uh, companies in the Midwest that puts on running events. Uh, and then uh, real estate just kind of kept calling, kept calling. And finally I said, okay, I got to do this. Uh, and so I sold my equity in that company and jumped, um, you know, jumped in feet first with, uh, with real estate and have been doing that for a few years. And then, uh, you know, kind of what we're going to, we'll touch on real estate, I'm sure, but what we're going to kind of spend most of the time talking is mm-hmm. the school. Um, and God kind of threw this in our laps and, you know, we just said, okay, here we go. Um, and that was that was a little over a year ago, and now we're sitting in this space and excited to dive into everything. Yeah. But I don't want to give away too much because I want no, you guys to. No, you, you just dropped so it, many so. gems there, uh, and it's like basically I'm a big believer that uh, destiny kind of calls you, right? And you got to start somewhere for sure, and and you did that, you, like you took action, and then here we are, uh, you know what you're doing now. Um, but let me let me take it back a little bit. Um, so with the entrepreneurship mindset, because obviously it, you just 
told us that you you've had it since day one. Is that is that a fact? And how 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 did you learn it? Like, was it your parents or? Uh, my mom owns, she's a marriage and family counselor, has her own practice, uh, but not necessarily, um, you know, my dad was a teacher and coach at the high school. And so um, it wasn't like they were out starting all these, you know, multi-million dollar companies or owning businesses necessarily. Uh, but I think it just was, I like to build things and whether that's working on flips or building businesses is kind of what I've come to find is that I like building things both with my hands, but also building businesses. And like you talked about here in the intro with E-Myth, you know, that, um, the, the disconnect often is that we have those owner operators, but they never become the business owner, mm -hmm. right? They're the, they're the operator. Um, and where I think my skill set comes in is that I approach it from day one as I want to build this franchise uh, and I don't want to be operating in, in the business. Um, you know, I listened to Josh Nix's podcast with you guys um, yesterday. I listened to that and, you know, he talked about, I want to be able to do it from anywhere yep. in the world on my yeah. phone. Right. And so that's, that's the same, that's the 21st century version of mm -hmm. E-Myth. Right. Mm -hmm. um, and so uh, the first thing I can remember is, is selling, selling programs from, the Friday night football game on Saturday morning. Uh, so we had our, our stand at the end of the road uh, and we were trying to sell yesterday's throwaways uh, for 25 awesome. cents the next day and hustle and to, to yeah, sell those. Yeah, right? That's awesome. Um, <laughs> and, and so that's, that's the first thing, you know, I mowed lawns. We did that. Mm -hmm. We scooped snow, um, did those kinds of things. But, but yeah, that's the first one. And, that I and with mowing lawn, like, so you, your parents did kind of push it on you. It, like, uh, they, be... I would say they didn't push it on me, but they, they equipped us, um, to, to keep going and it didn't discourage it. I would yeah. say, you yeah. know, um, and gave us the things that we needed, um, whether transportation or gas or yeah. their mower, you know, yeah, yeah. um, it's all wear and tear and time on them. So, yeah, yeah, no, that's awesome. And, uh, so you did finish college. Yep. Yeah. I went, uh, four years to Wesleyan, uh, down here, ran track. And, uh, the whole time I was there, um, finished, um, my senior year running, running track and owning that business, mm -hmm. um, which was all, you know, a juggling act, but that's what entrepreneurship is. Yeah. So. Yeah. And, and it paid off at the end. Uh, that, that's amazing because, you know, you, you hear that a lot where like the first business might not be, you know, where it's at, right? Like you might fail, you might, you know, but it, it sounded like you sold your equity. So, I mean, it, it, it actually worked. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I would say I kind of, uh, I don't know if parlay is the right word, but I kind of parlayed my way into the event management side that worked. Um, our, our boot camp and personal training studio, uh, looking back, I did all the wrong things. I had no idea what I was mm -hmm. doing. Um, I mean, I was a senior in college trying to run a business. Can you touch and, on maybe on a couple of things that you did wrong that you um, learned from? I was probably the e-myth. I was too worried with being the operator and trying to do the marketing and trying mm -hmm. to do the big picture while also not understanding the numbers and mm -hmm. just thinking that they would come. Okay. Um, you know, we have this many people on our Facebook page or our email list, mm -hmm. but what's our monthly recurring, mm -hmm. right? Like what, and not understanding how those all played together. Mm -hmm. I think that's the biggest thing. And um, sure, I could have learned that in a classroom setting in a theoretical sense, mm -hmm. but learning it in the real world is Action, much more. Yeah. Yep, exactly. So. No, that's awesome. That's awesome. And then uh, you did mention that uh, you got into real estate along the way there. Um, so what, like, what was your first deal and how did that come about? Yeah. Uh, so I always told my wife, I said, if I, 
because I loved running. I loved putting on those events. I mean, we we're putting on events for, you know, 10,000 people. Um, and, and that was awesome, you mm-hmm. know, loading up six Penske's, 26 foot Penske's to haul all the equipment mm-hmm. and unload it and managing all that was awesome. Um, and I always told my wife, if there was one thing I w- would do that wasn't this, it would be flipping houses. And that had always just kind of been something that I wanted to do even before mm-hmm. it was the thing right. to do even right. before <laughs> it was all over HGTV. Mm-hmm. Like it, somehow that was just always something that, that I wanted to do. And we were really, really close to doing it in high school. My parents oh, almost nice. bought a house. Um, and we just didn't do it with sports and stuff. But, um, uh, so I told her, you know, this was the one thing I would want to do. And I kind of kept putting it off for over a year, probably even a little more where it was really pushing on, pressing on me. And I kept saying, no, I'm content. I'm happy Mm -hmm. with where I'm at. There's growth in this company. I want to keep building this. And God kind of just kept saying, I want you to move. Mm -hmm. Um, And so finally I said, okay, um, bit the bullet, sold my equity, went through that of, you know, kind of saying goodbye to to Mm -hmm. friends in a way. Right. Mm -hmm. And it was the cleanest, best break from a business that you could have. Um, but still it's, you know, you're still saying, Mm -hmm. I don't want to be a part of this thing Mm -hmm. anymore. Um, and so, uh, Josh Nix came alongside me at that time. I had, um, two realtor friends here in town, um, Tony Milana and Jamie Shelton, uh, who also came alongside me at that time and, uh, happened to get two houses side by side. Um, and that was actually came from, uh, an owner of a lot that I bought in conjunction with Tony and Jamie. Mm -hmm. And the plan there was to do a new build. Um, and then eventually we got these other two houses from this guy. Um, and so it was awesome to have two side by side. Um, the one we sold, uh, on the MLS and the other one sold directly to, uh, a real estate investor as a rental. Um, so to date, I think I've done, um, right at 10 deals. Um, which, you know, this entire last year, which we'll dive into with the school has been solely focused yeah. on the school. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, we're talking, um, about, you know, a little over two years time, but really only about a year and a half that was focused on, wow. on real estate. Yeah. So real quick, I want to make it a point that I think it's, it's really admirable that you, you realize like, look, I want to get into this uh, flipping. And I think most people would have kept that first business. And try to do the yeah, thing on top yeah. of it. But you actually kind of saw that you had like, I don't want to say limitations, but like you can only give so much focus to so many things. Yep. And I, I feel like focus is also like kind of like a muscle. Like it does mm-hmm, kind of, mm-hmm. I don't want to waste away, but you know, you can only do it for so long. And so you knew that and you're just like, you know what? I have to give a, give up this part of my life, sacrifice this so that I can focus on that. And I think most of the people that I know or anyone like, yeah. would not do that. They wouldn't even have the insight to think that deep into it. So that's awesome. Like, cause uh, Coming from the guy that's hanging on to his W two job, is yeah. that what you're? <laughs> <laughs> I'm working towards it. Yeah, but yeah, and that's the thing. It's like, uh, you know, you, uh, yeah, you saw that, and you're just like, man, I can't do both, you know, and and, and or you can do both, but you're not gonna do either one well. Yep. Yeah, and yep. and you focused on the one thing, which is which is amazing. And I've seen your work. Uh, I've seen your the houses that you flipped, and they they look amazing. Uh, you. Do you do the, all the work? Because uh, you said you yeah, like to. Yeah, I can do. I can do all of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, back to E-Myth, uh, great book to, to yeah, launch yeah. us into this podcast. Seriously, um, it, it like worked out perfectly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, uh, 
my goal is to not be there, you mm-hmm. know, um, it's, I enjoy it. I want to always do some of it. Um, but I don't want to be tied to it. Yeah. Um, and I can't be with other things that I have mm-hmm. going on like this school. So did you um, do that from the beginning though? Like the very first, no, deal? those, those first two houses, I, I pretty well did okay. most of it. Um, I didn't necessarily, let's see, what didn't I do? Um, I didn't paint one paint and drywall to me like i can do those things Mm -hmm. but somebody else can do those Mm -hmm. so much faster and so much better Mm -hmm. um and i don't want to be painting trim for a week you know (laughs) in a house um so i've done it all um but i didn't do that we didn't replace the windows didn't do the roof you know Mm -hmm. those kinds of things but um now you know i've got one going in in blair right now um and that one i'll probably spend um, 10 days at total. Um, and the rest of it's being done and I could spend less time. It's just being up there. It's almost easier for me to drive than it is to to find somebody to fill in those gaps. And so, Mm -hmm. um, and it gets me out of, out of this setting for a few days and and lets me do that stuff. So, uh, I mean, you have one going on right now, then, uh, is that something you're going to definitely keep doing on the side? Uh, or are you, breaking off breaking away from no, that too. I, no i don't think i'll break away from <clears throat> from real estate mm-hmm. it's just too much fun <laughs> yeah, and, yeah and i enjoy it um and that's part of what i want you know you guys had doug fitzgerald on mm-hmm. and um i'm in his mastermind group and mm-hmm. he's done one-on-one coaching with me and you know he talked about i think they have five streams of income right now mm-hmm. one of my goals is having seven yeah, streams exactly. of income oh, um and so <laughs> uh so i want those seven streams um currently i think uh we're at three um one of which is an airbnb that we're actually losing oh, nice. um and uh so losing that but um you know, just real estate will always be something for, for sure. Me, yeah. For me, that's my stock market. Like, I yeah, don't, same. you know, yeah. I, I, so I would much rather be there. Can um, you touch on that a little more, please? That's a really that's good my stock that. market. Uh, yeah, because I'm, I, I'll say it in, in air. Like I don't have a 401k. I don't yeah. have any of that. Yeah, and neither do I. So um, if you could touch on that, cause I think that's a. Yeah. So it's, I view it as my stock market mainly and like it more than the stock market because I have control for the most part over what happens with that asset. With the stock market, I have zero control. Mm-hmm. Whatever comes out in the news, whatever CEO decides to be a dumbass and <laughs> do something that he shouldn't, whatever, you know, um, was it Adventureland that had somebody oh, die? Yeah, like yeah. not that they're trading right, on right, the, right, yeah, but, yeah. but like there's no control, that company has no control over yeah. that for the most part, right? Yeah. But that all affects the value of, mm-hmm. and so for me, I just don't like that. I watched my parents go through two different times where they pretty much lost their entire, you know, investment that they had. Oh, wow. Um, and so yes, the, the real estate market is going to ebb and flow. Yes. It's going to have its bubble bursts and it's, you know, overpricing like we are now, but, but over time it's going to increase. And like you talked about on, I can't remember which episode it was, but you talked about, you know, your doors and and that's your generational thing. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's one of my life goals is that I want to make a generational impact mm-hmm. for my family. Mm-hmm. Um, not that I want to just hand them all this free money, right? right? Exactly. But I want to make generational change. Yeah. Um, and and real estate is one of those vehicles. Yeah. And you touched on 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 a I I read it somewhere where, you know, for example, if you do put some money in the stock market, you know, let's say 
McDonald's, for example. Uh, you can't go in there and be like, hey, you're making that cheeseburger wrong. That's my money right there. You know, and, and it's so true. And it's like with real estate, it's tangible. You control it. And and uh, not to mention my favorite thing is insurance. Like you you put insurance in this money. Yep. So something well, does happen, you know, you, you're, the money's there. Like yep. you, you'll get your money back at least. And I can leverage. I can use yeah. other people's money like yeah. you do. I can't go get a loan to buy stuff, yeah. right? They would Major. laugh me out yeah. of the room. But I can, on these flips that I'm doing, I'm actually, I, Dan, I know you don't use any of your own money. There's been deals where I haven't. But I go to the bank and I'm putting 10% of mm -hmm. my money, right? Which is, for the total project <laughs> yeah. cost. Yeah. So I'm doing projects where I'm only using 10% of mm -hmm. my money and I'm letting that dollar stretch so much further where if I took that 10% that I'm using and went and put it in the stocks, it's kind of just a, you know, I'm throwing a, a paper clip in the ocean and <laughs> expecting to see these ripples. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. No, uh, because I, you know, I, I, I know of a lot of people, especially, well, especially lately with the stuff that happened with GameStop and all that, all of a sudden there's mm -hmm. all this interest. And then, you know, with the crypto craze right now going on, everyone's kind of trying to get on board with that. And I, you know, I Real quick with that, I feel like a lot of it is people thinking that, uh, okay, I'm going to put this money in tomorrow, I'm going to be rich. Exactly what he said. Like it, it's, said, so yeah. go ahead. Yeah. Because I read that on, like, on people's news feeds all the time, which is great, right? Like do something with your life, but also don't expect it to be tomorrow. I mean, and I think in a sense, the stock market is also like real estate where it's a long game. If you're going mm -hmm. to make right. money on that, it's not typically, it's not going to be like overnight that you're going to make millions of dollars. It's going to be you invest here and then, and then like, or on a consistent basis, you keep investing into it and it grows over time. Uh, but if it is a long game and mm -hmm. I think a lot of people are, especially in the crypto stuff, are just trying to make a quick buck. Yeah. And it's like, it's the type of thing where like, yeah. for me, I said, at least, you know, if it sounds too good to be true, it probably is. Yeah, exactly. And so, you know, it's your money, do what you want to do with it. But. And and it's controlled too. Like I said, you, it's tangible. It's there. Like you could drive by it and see it and, and you control how much you want to do to it. And, and, uh, the numbers, you know, it, it it's a no brainer to me. Like I, I'm big and, on that. And backtracking a little bit. I don't want to, I don't want to talk down on diversification mm -hmm, either. Mm -hmm. That's super important. Mm -hmm. Um, but I also know 99.9% .9 of the people aren't going to do what Doug talked about on your guys' episode yeah. where right. he spent a year researching crypto yeah, before exactly. he ever, before he Which that was up, amazing. Right? Yeah. So, that that so just that shows point, you the opposite of what we just said. Right. Like for sure. Yeah, yeah go ahead. So at that point, he's done the research. He knows what he's getting into. He knows what to expect mm -hmm. on a return. And he is he is wise and educated yeah. uh, to, to do that versus just saying, I'm going to throw some money at this mm -hmm. and see what happens. And that's the same with the stock market for a lot of people yeah. mm -hmm. is they either throw money into something that they think they should like Coca-Cola or, you mm -hmm. know, whatever. Um, or they just throw their money to someone else and trust them yeah. to right. get that return. And, yep. uh, and so. it's the easiest thing to do. If you think about it, it's the easiest thing to do to hand your money over because you just heard that through the grapevine. You don't want to do research. You just heard, okay, so if I put some money every check or whatever, you know, I'll have some money in the future. And that that's where the education comes from. Like what you just said, like Doug studied it for a whole year yeah. before jumping in and, and people are lazy. They don't, well, they want the easy way out. And it goes back to the, the title of your guys' podcast, Minority Report, right? Mm -hmm. we're, we're the minority. And mm -hmm. for a lot of people that have the W-2 job that mm -hmm. want to stay there, that want the stable paycheck, this, the 401k in the stock market is the the equivalent yeah. of the W-2, exactly. right? Yeah. Where 
we're sitting here talking and you're you're out there listening because you're thinking differently exactly. and that's what it takes but it also takes time it takes energy it takes education um and sacrifice. and it sacrifice yeah uh and so that's also the difference too mm-hmm. so and 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 like i said and it's not bashing right like we're not bashing on w2 employees or nothing i mean oh, i man. i used to be one oh yeah <laughs> dan <are you? laughs> um for sure it's not bashing because i've had i've had that you know people kind of hitting me up like oh well blah 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 you know and and uh even friends you know that uh and it's like i'm not bashing what you're doing uh so so if if you feel like that this is not for you and it's fine. It's totally fine. Everybody can choose what to do. We're speaking to the minority with the mindset that we have. Yep. And, and, uh, it's one of those two where it's like, you know what, maybe listen to it. And, and, and we're not bashing, you know, we, we need, do- we need doctors, we need people working at fast food. We need, uh, you know, all these, uh, employers to keep going. That's but just I mean, the like, economy. In my case, you know, we're, we're working on a W2 job. You know, I also don't have a 401k. I had one at my last job. Then I started kind of educating myself on mm-hmm. stuff, and I was like, "Wow, I'm giving away my money! Like, yeah. I'm really giving it away." And so when I remember when I when I started my new job or my job now, a couple of years ago, you know the the whole onboarding process, like, mm-hmm. "Okay, here's our 401k mm-hmm. stuff," and I was like, "I don't want it," and I had to sign something to say that I didn't want it. And poop, people and look at you crazy. At me, like, I'm crazy. <laughs> like, oh, you're gonna be living in a box when you're 65. And I'm like, no, I don't believe in the, the whole concept of that. I think. The money managers yeah money and i know money. there's ways to tap in right but, but guess what you could tap in to invest right in real estate look i mean that just tells you right. there's yeah, something there there's something like, there you know, i could save but, that money and invest it right and, and but that's what i was going to say even but you can't touch that money till you're 65 yeah. and we talked about it on the yeah, last yeah, episode that use it and they do right that, but, just, yeah. but you can't touch it till later and it's like no i can have my money work for me you know, but with the 401k, I can't, but anyways, let's move on. Cause I'm, I'm getting mad right now. <laughs> um, okay. So that's amazing. So definitely flipping is definitely, uh, your baby. You're definitely, that's one of your streams or not just flipping, but real estate, you said for sure. Um, so then, and if, actually before we move on, I would love to hear you, the, the deals you've done. If you could touch on one, like the best deal that you did mon- numbers wise, how'd you find it? If you could, Give us a little yeah. bit of info if you don't mind sharing numbers yeah, yeah. and how you came and how the numbers came out. Um yeah, and then listening to previous episodes, you know, you guys were saying how you're on opposite ends of the spectrum. Yours were all MLS, yours mm-hmm. were none are MLS. Um I've been kind I'll of I'll clarify, I I've half of them were okay. MLS when I started, but then yeah. the other half have been off market, which Yep. And that's kind of where I fall. I've, I doubled I, I doubled my doors on, on the off market. Like obviously that just tells you, but I've found MLS deals too, yep. still. Yep. this year actually yep. <laughs> so it's amazing um, but go ahead yeah so the one we're doing right now uh was a pocket deal um so it was going to go to pocket deal meaning it was through an agent going to hit the market okay um and we got to it before it did um but i've done mls i've done um, off off market mm-hmm. uh so the the most uh lucrative one we've done to date uh, really honestly should have been a teardown. Um, it was that bad. Uh, but Blair got hit with a really, really, really bad hailstorm. Um, and so the entire town has new windows, roofs and siding. And so that was about re- really the only thing that was saving that house was that that money had been invested, mm. um, already on it. Uh, but we did all new plumbing, all new electrical. Uh, we overlaid the entire house because it was all, um, plaster and lath that was just terrible mm. like it was and so i partnered with my brother on that who's a contractor uh and so 
partnered, you know, that was 58,000 in profit split. So, um, but that was just a fun, big number to see. Yeah. Um, and a really cool project to bring back to life, to life too. Yeah. Um, that really, really should have been yeah. teared down. Like we were bidding against the neighbor who was trying to buy it to tear it down so that they could have the lot. Like that was oh. the, you know, like that's how bad it was. Mm-hmm. Um, the one I'm probably love the most is, uh, our Stockwell house that we did. Um, that was an estate that we picked up, um, on MLS and, um, the, we went, we bought it at 180 and we sold it at 290. Um, and, but put, you know, yeah. 60,000 into I it. I think I drove by that one. Actually, uh, I did some work across the street for somebody that was selling the house, an agent actually. Yeah. And, uh, I saw it cause your houses are unique. They have this look from, yeah. and this was just exterior, but anyways, go ahead. Yeah. So that, that one, my wife and I actually almost moved into that one. Like we loved it that much. That's um, awesome. and that Great had this too. tiny, yes, this it had this tiny little um, like U-shaped kitchen and we actually blew all those walls out um, and moved the kitchen, kind of did the TV thing in a way, right? Like you don't move the kitchen on a flip house. <laughs> like that's stupid and it's expensive, but it it completely made that house. And so um, that one was was really, really cool um, and, and loved doing that one too. Um, and that one, uh, you know, it, it was a, the right timeline and got in and out pretty well um and and was just really fun to do and a good yeah, finished yeah. product so that's those are, amazing those are good ones because they kind of like reinvigorate you yeah because you know like some some of them beat you up you know yeah and, uh yeah you need those those uh yeah those, yeah those uh, home runs every once in a while yep. and if uh, if you could give me the other side of the spectrum what was the worst deal you did and, and you know the did worst, you lose money and what did you learn out of that uh, one? haven't lost money yet um which Pur-pur-pur-pur. is good that's awesome uh, <laughs> the, the worst one was probably trying to do that new build um we bought the lot it Mm -hmm. was we you know and you never overpay for a deal and we probably overpaid for the lot Mm -hmm. um and because it was covered in trees like completely covered and so um trees can get expensive too (laughs) and we were trying to do a duplex um on it but then by the time we went to the city and had to have it match all the existing and you've got a house from 1900 here and you've got a house from 1970 here it's like how do i even how do i match <laughs> that right um and so plus i'm trying to do a duplex on top of it on the so um <laughs> learning lessons there of you know doing your due diligence ahead of time mm-hmm. to make sure you understand like a piece of ground isn't just they're not all created equal, just like a house, right? They're not all created equal. And so um, just because you have raw land in this idea, because of the city, it doesn't mean that you're going to be able to just magically do what you want to do. Yeah, yeah. No, that's a, that's that's great lessons right yeah. there. <laughs> so we, I mean, we got out from under it is basically what happened. Um, so didn't lose money, but got out from under it. Mm-hmm. And uh, there, <laughs> I drove by the other day and they're still sitting there mowing it. Like they had somebody pulling up to mow it. And so- I I feel kind of bad for the person that got it. Yeah. I don't know if they're fighting the same fight or what yeah, their plan yeah. is with it, but that was over a year ago and they're still sitting there mowing the a vacant lot. Yeah, so. yeah. And and that's what I love with real estate is that uh any even if you did lose money, which you know, you didn't, which is amazing. Uh, but even if you did lose money, I mean it's a lesson. Like you're learning. That's your oh, it's college for yeah, exactly. So that yep. that's what I love about it. That I mean it's it's worth every penny that you lose yep. if you did so now i want to take it back to we're obviously at you're building your school 
It sounds crazy to say it. Yeah. <laughs> you probably had some butterflies right now, like just just saying that. Uh, and and you took us on this tour real quick. Uh, I want to cover that. Um, I mean, there's so much to cover, but like the the classroom, right? Like it's it's great, but like the growth you've done, uh, it's amazing. Which I want to touch on that too. There, like I said, there's a lot of points, but let's take it back. So, how did this come about? Like the school, like you said. It was pretty much destiny that it kept, like it called you, you guys' name. So if you could touch on that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and it's still crazy to me to, to say that I own a school or I run a school <laughs> or <laughs> words I never thought that mm-hmm. I would say. And uh, and actually, I, you know, words I never thought I'd text to my wife was, we're going to start a school. Uh, and, and that's how it started. Um, so my wife and I were getting ready to send our, our oldest to kindergarten. Uh, and we had kind of gone through the gamut. Do we go to Lincoln Christian? Uh, we knew LPS wasn't for us. You know, we're here in, in Lincoln and, mm-hmm. um, we knew that Lincoln public schools wasn't for us for a lot of reasons, but one of which was we're both small town kids and we enjoyed that small town environment. Mm -hmm. Um, so we thought maybe we'll move to Milford, Seward, you know, the satellite communities. Um, but we also knew we didn't want our daughter to spend the next 13 years of her life in a desk, passively taking in information and all (laughs) of all a kid has, they don't have money to invest, right? All they have is time. And we're, we're talking about investing in real estate. What's my return on investment, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. And what is her return on investment for that 13 years that she's going to spend in a classroom? And what real life application does that time have as soon as you get that diploma and walk out the door? And it doesn't. And it yeah. did. And so... real quick you you literally saw this big problem and you like started your own school (laughs) that's That's an entrepreneur right there that's That's amazing keep going sorry i just wanted to point that out you know so and the backdrop of that is i attended a and for those of you that are local you'll probably know i attended a small liberal arts college Mm -hmm. it doesn't matter the name because they're it's the same Mm -hmm graduating $65,000 in debt and having to sell our first house to pay off that debt. Again, what was the return on the investment, (laughs) right? And I'm not using that degree. And so that's the backdrop and the lens at which I was looking at it through. Plus coupled with my dad being a public school educator for 30 plus years and him saying, if you guys were Hattie's age, our six-year-old, he said, I would not send you to a traditional school today. Um, so wow. all these messages were coming at us, right? And I didn't want her to buy into the idea that I did that it's go to school to get good grades, to get into the right college, to get the good job, right? Because that's not what this economy and that's not what the the workforce that they're going to graduate into is. And so we were trying to figure out what is that option? What is that thing that doesn't mean that she's coming home in kindergarten with homework after being at school for eight hours a day? And that's kind of where we all started. Mm-hmm. Um, and over the course of the last year, uh, let's see. So this was February of 2020. Mm-hmm. So just before the pandemic hit, I discovered this school called Acton Academy that was founded in um it was founded in Austin, Texas, and I happened. Was this during the time that you were thinking of yes, this? Yes, okay. it was all the exact all the time. Same so time. We're, okay. we're still not sure what wow, we're going to so do. Wow, so it hasn't even. Okay, right. Go ahead. Yeah. So <laughs> we're still not sure what we're going to do with school, and I come across a post about this business fair. 
kids business fair where <laughs> kids get to build their own businesses. Basically, Lemonade Stand on steroids, right? Mm-hmm. Where we invite the public. And that was up in Omaha. And then I was like, this is amazing. We're going to do this for Hattie. Oh my gosh, there's a school tied to this. Oh my gosh, there's 275 schools like this around mm-hmm. the world. And I literally binge watched mm-hmm. every video I could, read everything I could for the for that day and sent one of the videos to my nine-month pregnant wife and <laughs> said, this is what we've been waiting for. We're going to start a school. Wait, your wife was pregnant when you were thinking about this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I thought your daughter no. was like ready for well, No, no, no. So my oldest, yes. Oh, okay. so yeah, she's, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. No, so she's nine months pregnant with <laughs> our third okay. at the time. Okay. So, you know, her brain is is baby oh, yeah. land yeah, for and, sure. right and i'm saying we're gonna start a school and she's <laughs> like okay great like yeah and and then she watched the video and she's like yep we're starting a school um so our plan was to open this upcoming fall so fall 2021 um we had so within 24 hours of finding Acton, we had already auditioned to open one. They've received 15,000 applications to open Actons, and there's only 275 of them around the world. Um, so we auditioned to open one and uh, went through all the the onboarding and training. Where are they located at? They're out of Austin, Texas okay. originally. Um, and uh, so... Um, then COVID hit and we had our baby, like all at the same time. <laughs> and so I was like it's you know it's a ways off we don't have to worry about it Mm -hmm. we're still a year out and then we started having conversations with people and they're like of any year ever for us to sit around and wait for something like this this is not the year um and so we're (laughs) like okay we're gonna open a school in november um and so we rushed to open find a space find a guide um and and bring in kids and so we did we opened in november uh and of 2020 and just completed last week, completed our first year. So we needed six kids to open the door. That's all we needed. And I was like, we're just going to open the door and we'll just, we'll just let people come as they come kind of field of dreams, right? You build it and they'll just slowly Mm -hmm, come. mm -hmm. Um, and we needed six to open the door and we got those six. Uh, and within a month of opening, we went to 12, and then within wow, <laughs> yep. and then within six weeks of opening, we went to 14 and you guys saw that space. Yeah. Like we couldn't fit more than that. So we stopped there, but kept recruiting. And now in the fall in this space that we're sitting in, if the city ever finally gets all the permits through, uh, we'll have 45 students in here. Wow. Um, and uh, <laughs> at the time when we were initially supposed to open for the first time. Um, and that doesn't even touch on why Acton is so different, but just talks about yeah, yeah. how fast this has grown. Yeah, yeah. No, that, that's amazing. Like I said, we were in the classroom. You walked us through it and uh, seeing that classroom and that whole building. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. And, it's, and, it's, and can you talk about like the age ranges that you're going to be having? Now? Yeah. So we opened uh, pre-K through fifth grade last year. We ended up with one seventh grader that came in, um, just had been at home um, and really needed an environment that was welcoming and, and that he could thrive in. And um, so I was a little hesitant just having a seventh grader in there with preschoolers and how that would work. But he was an awesome leader and just it was so cool to see the young ones latch onto mm-hmm. him and him be a leader and and kind of come back out of his shell. Um, at, you know, I mean, we say kids are resilient, but this was a brutal year on on everybody mm-hmm, right mm-hmm. and let alone kids and so to see him kind of rebound was was really awesome uh so this year will be pre-k through eighth 
um, grade, and then will grow into a into a high school right behind the camera eventually. So and that's amazing how you took that action. You saw that void, and and uh, in Lincoln, I mean, there's a lot of uh, homeschoolers. Like yeah. there, there really is, and and you're literally opening this door. So I mean, the vision, I, you know, it. it I can definitely see you owning a few buildings in the yeah. future. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, yeah. It's, so yeah, so <laughs> technically we're an exempt school, like I talked about off air, and that's the equivalent of homeschool co-op or homeschool group. Um, but we have uh, just as many kids that have come from public as have come from private, as mm-hmm. have come from uh, homeschool mm-hmm, backgrounds. Mm-hmm. And if you could touch on that a little bit, um, what were the and not not to bash in the public to the public system right but what what did you see that you didn't want and what are you doing different what we what we saw was an ineffective outdated system um the last time that education was truly reformed was in 1893 wow and and that was to prepare for a workforce that needed to go into factories and to be good employees, right? And that's not where we are today. Um, We don't even need our employees to be the computer anymore. We don't need them to be the one that can memorize all the facts or to do mental (laughs) math really well. Like how many times were the three of us told in school, you'll never have a calculator in your pocket. Oh my God, that's my favorite saying. Uh, And and now we hold these things that have more computer power and more brain power than anything ever in the history of the world in our pocket. So what we need in the in the next workforce and in the future and this generation of our kids that what they need is they need the soft skills they need the leadership skills they need the people skills they need to be able to sell they need to be able to communicate uh they need to be able to take a stance and defend what they believe in and do it respectfully from the person across the screen or across the world or across the table from Mm -hmm. them. Um, But we need effective leaders in our country and we don't have those Mm -hmm. right now. And so that's what this school focuses on. In Mm -hmm. a lot of ways, academics is a backseat thing to us. We believe that if we develop the human and we develop the child to be a productive member of society, the academics will follow, Mm -hmm. right? It doesn't matter how good of curriculum or how good the the classroom is set up or how the accolades of the teacher, if we're not producing good humans, what are we doing? And if, if they aren't in the right mental state in that classroom, whether in person or virtually, it doesn't matter how good we are at taking tests mm-hmm. or how good we are at memorizing facts. Mm-hmm. We still aren't producing human beings that can function and thrive in society. Um, I just had a conversation with a mom this week whose child was very, very much struggling. Like, I mean, beyond anything I could comprehend for that age mm. uh, mentally. And, you know, like I told her, you are not looking for the best academic setting. Like that does not matter to you right now. What matters to you and your son is getting him mentally healthy. And so I always get, what's your curriculum, right? Like what do you, and what I say is we don't really care about that part. What we care about in our curriculum, if you will, is to build character filled human beings. And through that, they will have the courage 
from overcoming all of these tests and these failures that that naturally come through life, right? And that's what we're trying to do is build character-filled human beings that that have courage to to take on everything that life throws at them. So it's very mental, uh, which I love uh, because I, I definitely agree with that. Uh, you know, even I remember the probably the best thing that I got out of school, and this was in high school, uh, was read a book. But they never told me what books. You know, I I always say, like, I remember some Holly character on a book. So when I read it, I was like, why did they tell me to read these mm -hmm. books? Like, it, and it was recommended by like, a you know, the reading teacher and uh, it didn't do nothing for me. But if they were recommending me, actually, perfect. You like you like what I did that yeah. perfect transition. There. If you were re recommending me a book like that, uh, which I, if you could touch on that, like, why is that book with you? Yeah. And I feel like you have that book everywhere, I, like on on social media. I've seen you yeah. kind of holding yeah, it and stuff. Yeah. And yeah. So Courage to Grow um, is the <clears> book. Um, and that one is is just telling the Acton story. Um, okay. So it's just the background of telling everything that is Acton. So we don't do tests. We don't do homework. We don't do teacher led lectures. It's all learner driven. Um, our guides aren't there to answer questions. They're there to ask good questions. Mm. So it's all trying to build that problem solving muscle and reflex in children as young as five years old. Um, so that's what this book is particularly about is just the background and how acting came to be. Um, but going off of, of your story there. So the difference for us, um, we're not going to say in English class that, mm -hmm. that this child at this age needs to read this book mm -hmm. and do a book report, right? Mm -hmm. What we're going to do is say, here's an awesome list of books. You go read what excites you. And um, if you would like to to go out and write something that is in the real world. So go review it on goodreads.com after mm -hmm. you've done it instead of, right? So it's all real world application things. Um, we do, we were talking about, you know, what we how I found Acton in the first place. Every year our students build real businesses and right outside um, our school here, uh, this spring we hosted the business fair. We had 40 booths, um, wow. both from our students and the general public and had probably about 400 people come through. Um, wow. and they sold real products and real services for real money. Uh, and that happens every single, every single year. That's amazing. Um, and so it's just trying to, to take all the things that we didn't learn that we wished we would personal finance, profit and loss, um, how to negotiate. Can I sign up? Yeah. Can right. I, can I, can I roll? Um, no, and, uh, seriously though. Like, and that's kind of, I actually have an ad coming out in a local magazine that's, it says it's, we are the school you wish you would have gone to, Literally. right? Like <laughs> yeah. what, what are all the things that we wish we would have learned in our time at school that we didn't, mm -hmm. right? Um, and, and I that's feel like that's one of the do. biggest uh, thing we hear over and over. I wish I would have known all this sooner. Yep. And so you're setting these kids up, I mean, majorly from the beginning. Like that, that's amazing. You know, it. I was, I don't know, probably... 27, 26, 28, maybe around there, late twenties, uh, when I started reading, you know, the, mm -hmm. the right stuff and do, you know, the mindset and stuff. And, uh, same thing. I wish I would have, yep. you know, I mean, this would have been amazing. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we're actually, my wife and I are going together and I'm, I'm kind of trying to bring my like personal canon of books together. Right. And one of my thoughts is that 
all of our graduates will kind of go through like a seminar with me almost by the time they graduate. And so here's my personal canon of books that we're going to read together and we're going to discuss mm -hmm. and all of that. So that's one piece. Another piece is, um, you know, from middle school all the way through high school, they'll complete 10 to 15 in internships and apprenticeships by the time they graduate. Wow. So <laughs> you're not spending the next four years in college going and doing this program that you think you want to mm -hmm. do and have never actually experienced, mm -hmm. right? So real world application, real world experience so that when I do graduate, I can go to that four-year university if I want to. Real I quick, can, you, you when I walked in earlier and you were telling my daughter, because she was here earlier, that you can graduate with your real estate license. Like, how cool is that? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Right, but, right. But absolutely. I mean, why not? Right. Yeah, you, that's amazing. You can, if that's the route you want to yeah. go and go down that, you want to be a personal trainer, let's get you your personal training license before you graduate <laughs> so that when you graduate, you can go straight into business and you've been building a business since you were in kindergarten Gosh. every single year for our, for our business fair. And you've experienced all of that and you take that into the real world right away. And if it doesn't work, great. And you go back to college two years later if you need to, right? Or there's plenty of acting graduates now because this is, you know, worldwide and has been around long enough. There's plenty of acting graduates. They're getting hired directly out of high school over <laughs> top of college graduate applicants. It makes me think of like the MBA, for example. Oh, uh, you know, you Kobe, like he went straight from high school. And so, I mean, in in theory you're creating all these kobe's yeah. like that and and that's what i love about this is that you're you always hear that right like it all starts with our kids with our little ones it's so true right like it all starts there but what are we doing to to get them going and you're over here creating this whole community so i i, I can't wait for the future just locally here like lincoln you know all these leaders that you're gonna that are gonna be coming out of your building and stuff um and it's crazy zach because um before so you know i did my dumb stuff growing up right like no guidance you know single mom single mom and so in my mind i wanted to be a teacher because after i got my stuff settled and um i tried going to college that it didn't work out um my immigration stuff is really what happened there so that they took my financial aid away so which was like a blessing in disguise because like I probably would be a Spanish teacher or, you know, whatever t social studies. Uh, but even that right there, though, looking back now, uh, what if I would have become a Spanish teacher? Like uh, I wouldn't be teaching. Uh, I mean, obviously Spanish, right? It would be great. But my mindset was. What can we do for these kids? And so you took that action, like you started a whole school, like, <laughs> which is amazing. And, and, and I love that because like I said, uh, that was my, in my mind, I'm like, well, if I could work for a public school, you know, maybe I can help out these kids that are going through the same like, like situation. Exactly. And, and yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think a point of clarification, cause I do get into trouble with my family. That's, uh, public school educators, this has nothing to do with the individual For educator. Sure. It has nothing to do with the individual administrator. Mm -hmm. It's the system as a yeah. whole, right? Yeah. And those individuals have no power over that. They have power over the the lives that they touch and they do an amazing job exactly. with those and within the, within the confines of what mm -hmm. they can work with. You know, but my dad said it very, very well. He said, the last 10 years of my of my career, the classroom was not mine. He said it was the, it was the school boards. Yeah. It was the parents and it was the students classroom. And I was just there. Yeah. Um, and so this has nothing to do with those individuals. For it's sure. a system that 
again, 1893 was the last time that it was truly, truly revamped. And it was specifically for that. Like if you go back and you want to do your research, you will not find that wow. you'll find that I'm telling you the truth and not, and not lying that it was geared to produce factory workers. Yeah. Um, and well, and you, hear, we you hear that all the time though. Uh, well, at least on the minority mindset, right? Like you hear that all the time where that's what school's doing. They're producing employees, which like I said, it, it, it's part of our uh, system, right? Like, uh, but now though, everything has changed. The, the uh, technology, like everything is different now, and especially that year. I mean, yeah. <laughs> like that's yep. a whole <laughs> other era. Um, but no, that that's, that's amazing. I love it. <laughs> what, what is a, um, like a typical day look like for a kid? Yeah. Yeah. So we, um, we go eight 30 to eight 30 to three fifteen. So length of the day is pretty similar to traditional. Um, but they, they arrive anywhere from eight Oh five to eight 25. They're responsible for being here on time. If they're late, regardless if it's their fault or their parents fault, they have to miss the first thing that we do for the day, um, which is at eight 30 and that's called our launch. And that's a Socratic conversation. So the guide throws a prompt out there and provides a real world, um, high class example of what this thing is and just asks a question and then they start debating and they take their sides <laughs> and they they just critically analyze and critically think through whatever has been thrown out and they learn how to take a stand they learn how to form an argument and they learn how to respectfully disagree across the table um we need a lot of that right <laughs> Man, um, i'm like just so that's that's every single morning <laughs> blown away um, right now <laughs> and uh like i said they're responsible for being on time just a life lesson right there off the bat. Uh, and then that leads them into their, what we call core skills. So core skills for us is what you have to have, right? You're reading, writing, arithmetic. Um, and, uh, they work on that for the bulk of their morning. Um, that's all individualized. It's all learner driven and it's using gamified software to teach them. So there's no, uh, instructor at the front of the classroom teaching them. Uh, it's all at their own individualized pace and it's all in a mixed age classroom as well. So you'll have a kindergartner in there with a first grader. You'll have a second grader in the same room as a fifth grader. Uh, so they can lean on each other for help as they go as well. Um, but they're all learning at their own pace. So you might have a, a fourth grader that really struggles in English. So they might be working at a second grade level and I could care less. Uh, you might have a third grader that loves math and completes an entire year's worth of math in four weeks. And I could care less, right? So they just keep going at their own pace and as they need to. Um, you know, when you think about a uh, something like math that builds on itself, in a traditional setting, what do we do? We open the book, we all look at it at the same time, we turn the page at the same time, we take the quiz at the same time, we take the test at the same time, and then we go on to the next thing. And you might get a C, I might get a B, and you might get an A, and we're all on to the next thing that built on it. And now you have this horrible Swiss cheese slice mm -hmm. of learning, right? Where all these holes are in your learning versus how we're doing it where you don't move on until you get an A mm -hmm. because you've mastered that. And now you move on to the next building block and you might do it in a day and you move on to the next building block. Um, so that's the bulk of their morning. Uh, and then we also do writer's workshop thrown in there for the older ones. Uh, and that's just a writing prompt that they work on. Um, and uh, that's the same thing for four to six weeks that they're working on. And they just do revision after revision and just learn how to write in the real world. So this year they pitched a field trip 
So they researched and came up with a budget and everything, and then they pitched field trip ideas to each other. Uh, they wrote a letter to their hero. Um, they uh, studied poetry and wrote their own poem. Um, so doing, they might next year. I think we'll do a blog post and they'll write web copy, like doing real things, right, that <laughs> matter in the real world, rather than you know writing a book report or whatever. Um, and then in the afternoon, we either depending on the day, we either go into uh, civilization, which is looking at ancient civilizations. So that's kind of our history, humanities, art, all in one. And we study that through the lens of how did that look in this civilization at this time. Um, but it also provides us those hard questions that we can ask at the same time of how did this society view this thing or whatever. Uh, and then our quests. And the quests are those real world hands-on projects. Again, they spend four to six weeks working on those. Uh, this year, um, they did the human body. So they studied the human body for four weeks. And my kindergartner was learning the same stuff as the seventh grader wow. in, that, in that room. Uh, they spent four weeks getting ready for the business fair and preparing their businesses. Um, How many weeks? Four to six weeks. Wow. Per, yeah. um, <laughs> learning profit and loss, learning marketing, business, writing a business plan. Um, uh, we did a process drama uh, play as well. Um, so touching on lots of different topics. Yeah. We'll never cover the breadth of subjects that the traditional system covers, but we go really, really deep into subjects and helping them learn how to learn. And then if something excites you in this subject area, now you can go and learn about it yourself. As you were saying that, I was actually thinking to myself, exactly what you said, like you're not going to cover the whole range that the public school system covers because they're just, you're so focused on, like you said, on the child themselves yep. rather than just subject matter. But then I also thought to myself, well, that, that would be to a parent that's very comfortable in the public school system they're gonna that's gonna be a quick thing with a wall for them but then i also realized like well but you're also teaching them the skills so that they can actually think critically and do the research themselves well and i don't regurgitating right and i don't need i don't need any student to know facts about the war of 1812 right and memorize <laughs> that like go look it up uh learn how to do the research right. learn how to critically think and look at what you're reading and say is this true is this factual that's what we need right, right? Mm -hmm. there's so much information out there, we could never take it in mm -hmm. in our lifetime, but we have to be able to critically think and critically analyze information. Um, so yeah, and, and there's, the way that I say it is, we are a school for anyone, but we're not gonna be for everyone, right? And I know that. Yeah. And, and we're looking to build this school to be 125 to 150 students total, I don't need everybody in I mean, Lincoln that's gonna to, be next to buy month. in. That's right? going to be next month. Like, I don't need that. Um, so, so I know what we are. I know what we're mm -hmm. doing. And I can stand by that and know that mm -hmm. it's going to work for that 150 mm -hmm. students that, that are here. So the space here, uh, we back to my friend, one of the realtors, Jamie Shelton. He actually is a co-owner of the before and after school program that's over here. And so when I said we're starting a school, he said, I've got a space for you. Um, and so that was awesome to like not have to go searching. Uh, Zach, real quick, what I love about your story is everything just happened. Yeah. Like the yeah. destiny, right? Yeah. Like, and I, I'm a huge believer in that. Like everything comes to you at the perfect time. You know, the, it. I guarantee you, even though how fast it's grown, but even a year before that, you were you wouldn't have been ready for it, yep. if that makes sense. Like yep. it, it all comes at the perfect time. So yep. I love that. No, absolutely. And make no mistake about this. Mm -hmm. It's 100% God working all yep. through this story that we're talking yep. about. It has nothing to do with me. Um, I'm simply a tool, right? And, <laughs> love and, it. And, 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 but I'm a, 
I'm willing to step out in faith, mm-hmm. right? And that's a big thing is that you have to be willing to step out in faith and take the action and know that it's going to come behind you. Um, I had no idea that we'd be sitting in this space today <laughs> when we, when I was redoing that tiny little mm-hmm. space over there. So Jamie said, I've got a space, it's small, but it'll, you know, it'll get you going. So we took over two former offices in their space. Uh, but what that gave us access to was their indoor facility mm-hmm. with the gym and, and the soccer field and their outdoor space. Um, and so, you know, Otherwise, I was going to be looking for like office building space in Lincoln mm-hmm. and it's just concrete jungle mm-hmm. for all of those. Right. And so that was awesome to find. And then when we also found that there's 10,000 square feet sitting here empty right <laughs> next door to them in the same building <laughs> that we could eventually grow into, I was you know, this is perfect. Mm -hmm. Um, and so we'll take about half of that space this year, uh, and build out three studios. So last year we were operating all in one studio space. Um, but we'll have a pre-K through first grade studio, a second grade through fifth grade studio, and then kind of a middle school. And like you mentioned, stretching into high school a little Mm -hmm. bit. Um, it's, really a middle school studio with a couple of students that just really, really, really want to be here. And so we said, yes. Um, but eventually we'll take all 10,000 square feet here. Um, our middle school will kind of move like I showed you guys and triple in size of that space that they have. Uh, and then this space that we're sitting in can house about 110 to 120 students total. Um, and gives us, like I said, all that outdoor space and access to that and then fundamentals gym and and indoor space too. So once we hit that space, um, then we would be looking to build or buy from there. Um, but very, very excited and blessed to have this space and, um, excited to finally see it start to come together. Yeah, no, I I can't wait. Uh, if you don't mind, once it's done, I'd love to tour it. I guess once once it's finished up. Um, so I want to touch a little bit, uh, pick your brain on uh, what are the pros and cons that you've uh, like maybe backslash that you've had. Uh, I'm sure there is. And then the positive of it as well, if you could end it with the positive. But let's talk on some of the backslash that you've had. Uh, you mentioned even teachers kind of coming at you a little bit. Like if you could touch on that just and and what you would say to them, you know, with the backslash that you've gotten. Yeah. Um we really haven't gotten a lot, so I don't mm-hmm. want to over yeah, overstate yeah. that. Um, I think more than I think more than ever, people realize we need an alternative. Mm-hmm. We're not taking anything away from the public schools; they're still going to get their money from our mm-hmm. insanely high property taxes, mm-hmm. right? We're not taking anything away from them. What we're doing is giving people an alternative and a true alternative that's needed now more than mm-hmm. ever. One from everything we just covered in the broken system that isn't preparing them for the future that they face. Right. Mm -hmm. But two, from a believer standpoint, and we aren't a faith-based school necessarily, Mm -hmm. um, but we are a critically thinking school. And so we are never going to push critical race theory and Mm -hmm. we are never going to push comprehensive sex education. Mm -hmm. We are going to say that we are Americans. Mm -hmm. We are in the freest country ever ever in the history of the world and yes we are imperfect and we have never lived Mm -hmm. up to the ideals of our founding fathers that they set forth perfectly right but the way to get to those ideals is not to tear this entire thing down and try and start again Mm -hmm. it's to grow great leaders Mm -hmm. that can work us towards that Mm -hmm. and that's 
ultimately what we're trying to do in a lot of ways. Um, so starting out for my wife and I, it was no homework or the, the homework sitting in desks and just not liking the overall structure of school. And now it's over the course of COVID in the last year, it's really become that, right? We need the critical thinking and the mm -hmm. critical analysis of what's going on. Um, so we've actually seen far, far more public school teachers, public school, um, and I shouldn't say public, traditional setting uh, teachers and, and administrators come to us and say, what you are doing is amazing and it's needed now more than ever. Mm -hmm. um, we've had, my wife has literally had teachers crying on her shoulder saying, I wish that I could be a part of what you mm -hmm. are doing because that's why I wanted to get to be a teacher yeah, is exactly. I wanted to impact and I'm mm -hmm. not able to do that. And I'm seeing all of the stuff coming down the pipe and I don't want any part of it. Um, so it's actually been much more the other side. Uh, and obviously with the growth we've seen, Lincoln's been, you know, amazing and supportive of it. Um, and I'm super excited for that next phase as we get into middle school and high school, where we can start tapping into a lot of the startups and the small businesses and sending our students out for those internships and apprenticeships and really make it this amazing, you know, cohesive program. Wow. That's amazing. <laughs> what's, what's the, uh, like, when you look at the demographics of the kids that you get in the families that are, that acting as a good fit for, you know, what, what would you say it looks like? Same as walking into the grocery store. Like, uh, no, it's, it's yep. Um, you know, you, listening to this, you might think that we're getting the best and the brightest of the students and only, high income earning families could ever mm -hmm. afford a private mm -hmm. education. Um, we have working class families. We have um, single moms. We have multiple single moms, actually. That's um, amazing. We have um, families that are coming from the right school districts outside mm -hmm. of town that are coming here. Um, we have um, doctors and lawyers that uh, that are coming here too. And, and one of them has an awesome testimony and uh, thinking that they couldn't even afford to send their three kids here. Right. So it doesn't, regardless of what incomes you're at, everybody knows about lifestyle creep mm -hmm. and every, right. So it doesn't matter. It's still a sacrifice to everybody. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's ultimately what it is, is, uh, I saw a post not that long ago, um, from Candace Owens. I don't know if either of you guys mm -hmm. follow her, but she said, public school isn't free. It's costing you the mind of your child. Um, wow. and so these families that are saying they want to come here are saying that I don't want it. That is not worth the money to me. Right. Um, and so this, what we're giving in, in a lot of ways then is, is kind of priceless. Um, so it's, it's all over the board, every walk of life. Um, I'm actually really excited from a, just a demographic standpoint. We're actually, um, I think, doing a lot better from a minority standpoint than I thought we would. Um, just being a, you know, a private school in South Lincoln, like, right, yeah. you know, you think, right. Yeah. So, um, so I'm really, I'm excited about that for all the right reasons and, and for not sure. feeling like we're just setting up this little bubble, you know, if you will. So, you know, I, I just think you're right there. Cause, um, when you look at the location, the type private mm -hmm. school, you, you kind of just assume, yeah. you know, but, um, so yeah, that's, I was kind of interested in, um, cause I saw a lot of the, the kids that you have up there now so there's a good mix in there so um i think uh it's important for people to, to hear that that it's not just for wealthy families type yep. of thing you know like you're essentially you're 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 growing entrepreneurs you know and public school system doesn't really do that and you said they, they uh they grow employees and so 
So I remember, uh, because I've kind of educated myself on acting too, and I remember an example on, on one of the Zoom calls, and when you had mentioned how, you know, outside of just, like right now with the, the public school system, kids learn about politics, obviously, and just kind of how our, our uh, system runs. Uh, there was a great example that you had mentioned that, to me, that's kind of how I took it, how we're responsible for the representatives that represent us. Um, can, I don't know, if you remember the example, would you be able to go into it? Because I think that was a really great way to show how these ideas and these practices are, are actual like real life things, not just some, some that you read in a book. Yeah. Take responsibility. Yep. Yeah. Personally responsible individuals is really what we're trying to, to do here. Mm -hmm. Right. And so uh, the way in which Acton is set up is just layer upon layer of processes and systems. And that's the only way that you can begin to remove the adult from the equation in a in a classroom setting, right? A traditional setting. And so it's all these processes and systems that are in place to continue to push responsibility and push everything on the learners themselves and away from the adult and allow them to fall further and further into the background. Uh, case in point, the down in Austin, the original campus, that uh, high school guide, he spends three hours total actively in that studio a week a week could you imagine just in a day spending yeah. three hours in a normal setting right yeah. with high schoolers like it's just how and because they've been around for so long and have it all running so smoothly and everyone's come up through that system they're used to it and they just do run it right and ultimately what it is is it's its own mini society and that's how everything's set up so they have their own monetary system that they can find each other they have their own um town council which is kind of what you were talking about uh where yep where they can um where they can go in and say okay this is the issue that's at hand who's at fault why are you at fault um and how do we move forward from this they have a strike system um where they can uh, impose strikes upon individuals for behavior and for issues and try and mitigate those behavior issues. Um, they can earn that money from doing work and earning points from doing their core skills and working on the things they're supposed to be working on. Um, so it's all set up as this own mini society. And then specifically the the one that you brought up is um, they had a, a town council meeting uh, that involved the brother of one of the individuals that was sitting on the town council. And um, so when everything came out, um, you know, basically they wrongly voted in favor of the brother. Right. And it was because the brother. And so, I mean, that's life, right? <laughs> like that's real life is mm -hmm. that our systems aren't, perfect. Um, our judicial system, mm -hmm. as good as it is, it's not perfect. Mm -hmm. um, prosecution is definitely not perfect, right? Um, but that's life and there's a life lesson in that. And so the guide said, well, what do we do differently mm -hmm. next time? And so they kind of worked through it and they decided that in cases like that, it's not that you can't vote siblings onto, you know, onto the town council, but they would need to recuse themselves in future when a sibling was up for up for the issue and they own. came to that all on their own mm -hmm. um and figured that out so problem solving you know and working through a real issue in in life i love that like i said like i, I remember when i heard that the first time uh, because i mean they're doing it better than our politicians are you know yeah how many times do we politic are people not recuse themselves from situations mm -hmm. they, that there's a conflict of interest and they're learning that at such a young age mm -hmm. and it's also teaching just ethics you know like it's just yep. it's just not a, the right thing to do mm -hmm. so that's great 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 example and uh so 
all this great stuff, like where can I sign up my kids? Yeah. <laughs> where yeah, pe- yeah, where yeah, can yeah. people find you? Yeah. Where, where What's the website and everything? Yeah. Uh, Acton, A-C-T-O-N, academylincoln.com. Uh, that's going to have all the information. You can get a free information kit. Uh, that'll get emailed to you right away and kind of walk you through stuff. Um, I was talking to your wife before this Mm -hmm. and uh, you know, we've got a lot of great videos on there. None that are ours yet because we're not, we weren't established, you know, quite enough to to have those these last year, but I'm excited to do that this next year. So we're, we're borrowing a lot from our parent school in Austin uh, for that, but it just really shows what this actually looks like in real life. Um, Obviously we're growing this, so we're not, you know, to the execution level mm-hmm. that they are yet. Um, but, uh, that has all the information there. And then we have a pretty in-depth audition process. Um, and really what we're looking at is who are the parents and what is, what are their mindsets? And then who is each individual child on their own in that family? And what, what are they like? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and parents, we have to see that, you know, you're willing to let your child fall down and scrape their knee and you're not going to be the one running in mm-hmm. and grabbing them and wrapping an ace bandage mm-hmm. around them in no time I flat, right? They have <laughs> to be willing that. to fail um, and you have to be willing to allow them to fail. And you also have to allow us as owners to screw up because mm-hmm. we're learning this as yeah. well. So we've been really, really strict on that. Uh, and then each individual child there, we've got to see, you know, some personal responsibility there because they are ultimately responsible for the learning. Um, we're going to set up, you know, um, processes and systems and um, gamify it and give them, you know, rewards, but they have to ultimately take ownership of mm-hmm. that. Um, and so we have to see that age appropriate wise, right? We got to be able to see that. Um and then we're really not set up for like severe learning disabilities because it's so independent. Mm-hmm. Um, ADHD, um, we'll have some high functioning autistic children next year too. Those tend to do well, um, but you know, more severe stuff, we're just not equipped for mm-hmm. that. Uh, so that's going to kind of be something there. Um, and then just looking at, at that child and who they are and do they feel like the right fit. Um, the book Courage to Grow, uh, we ask all parents to read that as part of that so that they understand what the we're system. building and, mm-hmm. and what we're trying to do and the ideas behind it. Um, and and then from there, uh, we move forward and, and actually invite each child to come in for a day and experience acting so we can see them operating in the studio uh, and then move forward with an enrollment invite if if it fits. Mm-hmm. So, um, so that's kind of the process, but Acton Academy, Lincoln.com. Um, obviously we're on Facebook and Instagram from, a um, just seeing what real life looks like too, mm-hmm. um, for us. And, uh, yeah, very, very excited to, to continue to grow and, uh, and we'd love to have your family. So, yeah, yeah, no, that, that, that's amazing. And, uh, is there something that, uh, somebody can bring to the table right now that you're looking for, whether, and, and not just with the school, but just overall, like yeah. what, what are you? Yeah. Yeah. Good question. Um, what we're looking for from a school standpoint right now, um, everyone and their dog is hiring, right? Like, mm-hmm. so we're trying to find, um, somebody with the right mindset, uh, that has some Montessori background experience that can come in and be an assistant guide in, because we've seen that crazy growth. I've already hired three full-time guides and we got to hire 
at least one part-time guide. Um, I'm, we're also hiring, I'm unemployed. So (laughs) (laughs) Uh, we're also hiring a music and art guide. And then like a PE. I I, I do music too. (laughs) Uh, Are are you interviewing me right now? (laughs) (laughs) Um, And a PE and outdoor Mm -hmm. uh, guide as well. Um, So from a personal standpoint, that's where we're at. Um, from a, uh, if you own your own business and doing your own thing, we'd love to connect with you because Mm -hmm. in the future, I'm sure we'll have a hero that's interested in whatever area Mm -hmm. you're, you're doing. And, and, uh, we would love to be able to send internships, um, your way. Uh, and, and with those, we do none of the legwork. That's 100% on that learner to go out and solicit that job, sit through the interview, send out a resume, write their resume. That's all on them. Mm -hmm. Um, so that, yeah, none of that's, none of that's us handholding through Mm -hmm. that. Amazing. Um, and, uh, real quick, before I move on to the questions that we normally ask, all our guests uh i would love to hear like what was your what's been your favorite book mindset book personal growth book business book of all time and if you could give me one sentence that way you know in case we haven't read it or somebody hasn't read it (laughs) hey i gotta build it up bro (laughs) you were thinking the question i go what is my favorite uh yes i should have come prepared for that um I, I really enjoy reading. Uh, usually, readings in, See, and in I'm the glad morning you didn't come me. prepared because yeah, yeah. that's what we like. It's something just um, raw and yeah. Um, I just finished um, uh, the richest man who ever lived. Uh, really, really good. Follows um, Solomon through the book of Proverbs mm-hmm. uh, and kind of puts real world today application to the book of Proverbs. Uh, and it was really, really good. Um, and and that will be one that I go back to. Uh, um, every, every book you guys have mentioned on, um, on the podcast so far at the beginning, I've either read or is on my list. Mm-hmm. Um, so all those are awesome books. Um, uh, but that one just comes to mind yeah, since yeah. I just finished it. Yeah. Um, and uh, as I'm kind of going back through, um, all the books, uh, to put together for those high schoolers, I told my wife, I said, there's probably going to be like three or four books from now on that I read every single year. Um, and then I just add my new ones to yeah. that because there's something to be said of taking, like Doug said, there's nothing new under the sun, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. It's so, and Doug's book would be one of those. Like yeah, if you haven't sure. read one shot, one life, it's a super fast read. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's nothing new under the sun to take in how are you implementing what you're learning, right? How are you implementing what you're reading? And I think we get lost in reading, 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 and never actually implementing. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of where I want to go with the next phase of my reading is to stop just reading, 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 and start implementing some of those more. No, I love that. Um, and with that being said, we're going to ask you the questions that we ask all our guests. Um, so the first question that I have for you, and we'll transition into it. Um, if you were to write a book yourself, what would be the title and the theme of it? Uh, the theme would follow a book that I read in learning about acting and it's called unschooling rules. Um, and it's, 52 or 56 rules about trying to unlearn uh, what we have learned, right? Wow. And, and do it differently. <laughs> and how, if we could go back and rebuild school, what would it look like? And a lot of those are acting. Um, so I loved it though, because it was a super fast read. And basically each page was one rule. And then it led immediately into the next rule. And 
with a lot of books, it's just, you get so much extra to it. And like, I want the meat and potatoes mm -hmm, out of mm -hmm. it. And so I decided one from a writing it standpoint, that's way faster and easier. Yeah. <laughs> um, and two, from a, from a readability standpoint, I loved that. So if I ever write a book, I think it will be in that structure of a set number of rules and they just roll one into the next. Uh, and then it would be on the concept of, um, intentionality. Uh, whether that's in business, whether that's in life, your, your relationships, your family, um, parenting, like if we're, if we were all just more intentional and that kind of goes back to the implementation of what you're reading, like if we were just more intentional with everything we were doing, we'd be so much more successful. Um, and parenting is really, really hard because it requires intentionality mm -hmm. and showing up every single day. Mm -hmm. So I don't know necessarily what the title would be, but it would be on intentionality and just kind of the idea of creating that momentum through being extremely intentional with everything you do. I love that. I love that. And uh, my next question to you is, if there is a three-step uh, formula for success, what are they? Well, I guess I got to say being intentional is one of them. <laughs> uh, so probably... Um, probably pairing what from Doug's episode and what I just talked about. So setting priorities, clear priorities, not goals, you know, and he kind of dived yeah. into that a little bit and why that's important. Um, and then working to implement those priorities and being very intentional with, with, with that entire mm -hmm. thing. Um, okay. I think that would be the three steps for sure. Amazing. Amazing. And then, uh, if you had to look back at yourself now, at your younger self, what are some of the advice that you would give yourself? I was the same as you uh, in high school. I hated to read. Mm -hmm. um, I got an A in our reading, whatever that English class was my like sophomore year that we just read books and mm -hmm. I never read a single one of them. Like mm -hmm. I just mm -hmm. was able to take the tests and yeah. figure it out. And mm -hmm. I hated reading. Um, but it's because we, it, didn't apply mm -hmm. to my, it's the same as people say with the Bible, right? Well, it doesn't mm -hmm. apply to my life. Well, if you would go in and try to actually apply mm -hmm. it and be intentional, yep. then, then it does apply. Right. And so, um, the biggest thing I would do over or do differently or give advice would be, um, to read sooner and find those things that excited me that I would be reading and learning about. Um, and then I would honestly really challenge myself to drop out of college. Wow. Um, I had an opportunity my freshman or sophomore year, I was working for a guy flipping houses. Um, and he now owns 130 <laughs> rentals in, in Omaha. Um, and so I worked for him and I also worked for Hausman Construction, which is office just mm -hmm. over here um, in college as well. And just seeing where both of those companies have gone um, yeah. From the beginning, from yeah, that yeah. time. Yeah. Um, and, and the fact that I'm back to flipping houses anyway now, and like, <laughs> why did I, After you know, the debt um, and the <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, um, I'd say that's where I'm a little countercultural now too, a little bit, even though it's not quite as countercultural as it used to be. Um, I think that would probably be something that I would strongly mm -hmm. look at. Um, because really the reason I was in college was you were supposed to do it. I was a good student, so I was supposed to mm -hmm. do it. And then I liked the sports aspect, but I love um, it. Yeah. I love it. And it's funny that you mentioned Zach that, uh, like, you know, oh, I didn't read the book, but I got through it. It's uh, that's literally me. That's how I graduated high school. <laughs> like I just got by and that, you know, to kind of summarize what you're doing, that's why I, it's amazing. Cause I literally just 
got by and I did it. So, and, um, how, and, and circling back to what we're doing here with Acton, how many of your children are doing that exactly? And how many times are you saying, just do the homework mm-hmm. because you have to yeah. do it, right? Yeah. Just do the worksheet because you have to, yep. um, that's the entire system is it's geared to just do it, to get through it. Mm-hmm. So I can get on with my life rather than come here and thrive for that entire amount of time, return on investment of the time you're here mm-hmm. and really discover who you are before you even leave our roofs. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, and how much better set up for success would we have been if we had that? Yeah, no, I love it. And, uh, yeah, I, I hate to leave, but, uh, real quick, uh, where can people find you yourself? Yeah. Um, so I'm on, uh, Facebook, uh, and LinkedIn, but I never on LinkedIn. So Facebook, um, and you can just search me, Zach Harson, H A R S I N. Uh, but otherwise, um, real estate side is Mana Homes, and there's a Facebook page for that, and then uh, Acton Academy Lincoln as well. Um, yeah, super. Uh, would love to to interact with anybody, uh, advice or um, learning more about Acton or what I'm doing with real estate, any of that. I'm I'm happy to share and and uh, invest back in you. So make sure you guys follow Zach. Uh, again, I just wanted to clarify that because I think earlier you just gave us a school and, you know, for you personally, and you just gave us your real estate stuff too. So amazing. But um, again, I good things come to an end and I hate to <laughs> leave right now, but um, this has been amazing. Thank you for having us here. Uh, I'm definitely looking forward to everything you got going on here. It's, it's amazing. Um, but everybody out there, make sure you guys subscribe to our YouTube, uh, The Minority Report podcast. And then don't forget to follow us on that, that minority report podcast on Instagram. We're also on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, anywhere you can find a podcast, we're on there. So make sure you guys follow us and let's get it, baby. Bye. To being wealthy, I to please, don't segregate. Dress in a suit, I can't relate. Minority report, can't ignore. Being rich from poor and your credit score. I hand to please, don't segregate. Dress in a suit, I can't relate. Minority report, can't ignore. Being rich from poor and your